What's up, everybody? Listen, today is my first official start of my podcast. It's called Resolution Podcast, and I'm excited to do this. I've been looking at this for a while now, and I will tell you from a perspective of really want to give my thoughts because it's so hard when I'm actually doing treatment with people to kind of tell you guys what's going on. There's a lot of stuff behind the scene. There's a lot of stuff I talk to the patients about that I don't really portray out there in the camera. So this is something I can kind of tell you guys some behind the scenes, my thoughts about different conditions, different injuries, how to treat them, what's going on with the chiropractic profession, what's going on with the medical profession, what is happening and how um, different professions are sort of inner fighting behind the scenes and the pharmaceutical companies are getting into it and stuff like that. So with that said, I'm going to take this first time and actually talk about my start as a chiropractor. How did I get started? How did I even find a chiropractor? How did I get into the profession? So it all started um, back in the day. My my mom got in a bad... Well, actually, we all got in a car, same car accident. And um, my mom was injured. Everybody was sort of injured. And um, one of somebody told us, oh, we should go see a chiropractor. We're like, okay, this was me. I think I was in 10th grade, something like that. Ninth grade, tenth grade, and I always thought thought about being a doctor, but I never knew like what kind, what I want to do, and stuff like that. So I go, we all go to the chiropractor. My mom has some back pain and neck pain, stuff like that. And um, next to you know, we all go see this lady actually in Virginia. I don't remember where she is anymore, to be honest with you. Um, and I was like fourteen at the time, um, twenty years ago or something like that, and. Um, and she, she fixed my mom's back pain and neck pain instantly. My mom came. I was sitting in the waiting room. And my mom came, sat next to me. She was like, it was my turn to go in. And she was like, look, Reza, you know, he, she fixed my back pain and nobody else could. And you want to be a doctor. Why don't you do what she's doing? And I was like, I literally remember I looked up. I was like, okay, I, I can I can see that. So going back one year, my sister actually um, was going to the library and she was looking at um, massage books. So she was reading massage books. So she would come home and she'd be like, hey, I want to try what I learned on. I was like, okay. So I'm laying there on my stomach. She's like massaging me. And then she's like, oh, can you do the same thing to me? I was like, okay. So... I turned around and kind of massage her, whatever she taught me right there. And then she was like, oh, that was really good. I was like, okay. So we circle back to like one of my, like a family party we had at my house. So one day at the house party, it was just a family party we had. Um, one of my uncle was like, oh man, my neck really hurts. And then my sister goes, Reza is pretty good at massage if you want it. She like volunteered me. I was like, I don't want to be massaging people right now. She's like, no, 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 do it. You know, your uncle, you know, his neck hurts and stuff. I said, okay. So, uh, so I massaged his neck and he was like, oh, that felt really good. And then next, you know, he pulled out 20 bucks and he just handed it to me. I was like, wow, $20. That was like five minutes. You know, that was really amazing. And then, you know, my other uncle goes, what about me? I was like, okay, well, you know, I did it for this. So I massaged my other uncle and he gives me another 20 bucks. And so next thing you know, I made 40 bucks. And then somebody was like this and that, my aunt. Now I'm making 60 bucks every family party. And I'm like, wow, this is great. So 
I became, you know, with my hands, I was sort of good at what I was doing, like as far as like massaging, you know, the people were enjoying it for what I knew, you know. And this is again, I was like 14, 15, I don't know. And so long story short, they were like, or long story longer, um, they were like, um, you know, I was always sort of at house party, you know, I got my name known for like, <laughs> give me a good massage. And so then forward to that moment when we first went to a chiropractor, my mom turned to me and was like, Reza, you're good with your hands. Why don't you be a chiropractor? I was like, hmm, that really triggered with me. So then I started thinking about it. I looked into it. It was really good. So I was like, okay, well, that's something, you know. So since high school, I've been trying to be a chiropractor, actually. And um, I came to graduation. I graduated high school. I went to college. I went to college at the Virginia Military Institute. It's a military college. It's a senior military college in Virginia. The toughest military college in the country. I don't want to brag about it, but uh, it did happen. And um, so VMI is, um, so I went there. First year in, I'm in biology class. So I decided to be, you know, going to medical field. So I'm, I'm studying biology. Um, next thing you know, um, my dad passes away. And this was like my, it was like the second second semester um of my college and we go to so i'm sort of kind of going along and summer school hits and i'm doing research and then my sister one day calls me she's like reza what i mean if you don't get into carbide school what are you gonna do i said i don't i don't know i, I was just trying to do that and she was like well why don't you study engineering and uh i was like actually she actually said what if you don't get into medical field what are you gonna do i said i don't know and she was like why don't you study something with engineering so like if you can you know if you can't find a job or if you don't get into school you can at least work i said okay so i switched to civil engineering and the reason i did that was because um it, it, i looked up you know i was never interested in engineering but i was like all right well if i'm gonna switch because of a job i better get the one that makes the most amount of money and at the time this is back in 20 2006 or so civil engineering made base salary the most money out of all the engineering i think that might be different but so then i switched to civil engineering and i'm doing pre-med at the same time because i'm still trying to go to school go to car high school go into medical field so then I'm, I'm looking into the, you know, I'm in a military college. Then I realized that they don't have chiropractors in the military. So then, you know, that kind of holds me back from trying to join anything. So I don't do that. So, but, but again, I don't want to give up. You know, I'm in the toughest military college in the country and I want to finish this. I want to be able to say I, I did it. You know, I don't want to be getting out. Although, you know, so many times I was like, what am I doing here? Like, I'm not even going to go to the military. Like... I'm sort of wasting my time here. So um, then, you know, we kind of go through. I study, you know, my dad passed away. So my mom moves back to Boston from Virginia because her, her side lives there. And, and then so then we kind of, I'm kind of going through life here and studying civil engineering. I hated engineering. Oh, my God, what a passion. I barely, like, I'm just trying to get through it, you know? My brain was not made for, like, math. My brain was for, I was really good at memorizing things. I was really good at, like, 
putting you know two and two together as far as medical stuff. I was good with my hands, but math wasn't my forte. But hey, I didn't do too bad. I graduated pretty good. I don't remember my GPA though, but maybe I was two point eight, two point nine. My med my my GPA for all the pre med courses was three point five, three point six, something like that. So, um, but I went through it and um, I graduated. Then I'm applying to chiropractic schools. So we sit down. I think my sister was like, all right, let's look into it. So me and my sister all sit down together and we're trying to figure out what school to go to. And I go to University of Bridgeport. Um, number one, it's, a, it's one of the best um, science-based chiropractic school in the country. Second of all, it's the only university-based chiropractic school. And... Third of all, it was close to Boston because my mom lived there. So I can like hour and a half, two hours. I'd be like psh, 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 from Bridgeport to to Reading where she lives. So then I go there and I finished chiropractic school. Um, during this time, I'm, you know, I'm dating my wife now. And so I get, you know, we get engaged my last year of chiropractic school. Then my fourth year comes along. I graduate um, 2013. December 2013. And this is a four-year program and stuff like that. So combat school, my school was a four-year program. And so I graduate from there and we go to um, towards, okay, where I'm going to live. So I'm trying to find a job, but my wife already found a job. So she found a job and I was looking into, okay, well, she found a job in Maryland. Now I got to move to Maryland. So I decided to move to Maryland. Now, I got, I don't know what to do. So I'm looking at Maryland's situation, but I missed the deadline for the, for the jurisprudence test of the Maryland board exam. So basically, here's how chiropractic, chiropractic um, license works. You take four board exams to get to, towards your licensing. Obviously, you have to pass all your classes. You take four board exam, one, two, three, for, and then you take a ph physiotherapy exam. So you can do like physical therapy modalities and stuff like that. And so when you do that, then every state you have to apply to every state's licensing board. And every state is different. Like DC and Maryland, they have a jurisprudence test, which is like a law test. Like, oh, what can you do in Maryland? What you can't do in Maryland? What you can do in DC? What you can't. But I missed the one for DC. I mean, for Maryland, I missed the I missed the jurisprudence test, so I had to wait until August to take it, and then September to get it, something like that. But this is like beginning, of, you know, towards January and February and stuff like that. So I was like, well, I can't wait till you know I need to make some money here. Like I can't be doing this stuff. So then I decided to go to Virginia. Virginia didn't have a jurisprudence test, so because it didn't have a jurisprudence test, I was like, okay, cool. So I took I. Sent all my board score. I sent everything to them. And then next thing you know, they came at me and said, like, um, here you go. You got your license. I was like, cool. So I got my license in from Virginia. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do? I need to find a job. Um, so while I'm going through this licensing situation, I'm sitting at home. I'm living in my wife's parents' basement. So we're living there. And I was like, well, you know, I'm a man here. I got to find a job. Like, I can't be like, my wife's going to work. I'm just sitting at home. So 
I started looking at jobs, temporary stuff. There's this thing called engineering for kids. And so they're basically looking for teachers, you know, to go with like 10-year-olds, 8-year-olds, 9-year-olds, stuff like that, and kind of do. Well, guess who else uh, just got a degree in engineering? This guy. So I was like, okay, well, I'm sure they're going to give it to me. So I basically it was super easy. Nobody, no other teacher was actually an engineer in there. But you just kind of read a pamphlet, be like, okay, you know, and then you teach them some physics stuff. So I'm doing Jenny for kids. I'm staying from Maryland. I'm driving all the way, you know, 40 minutes in to make like $40. I don't know. <laughs> Something, I don't know, something small. I don't remember, $40, $60. And pretty much my gas money. I was just trying to do something because there's no way I can stay at home. You know, not my personality. So I was like, I can't be just sitting at home. My wife go to work. I'm sitting there just chilling at home. So I was waiting. So finally my licensing for Virginia came through. And I was like, okay, well, now I want to go and work in Virginia. Now I'm thinking, okay, so I got my licensing. What should I do? Um... Should I go work somewhere? But the thing is, I looked it up. Virginia chiropractors' less salary was less than Maryland by far, but maybe like 30K. So I was like, well, I definitely want to work in Maryland, but I definitely need to do something in Virginia. Why don't I just find a part-time job? I couldn't find any part-time jobs. So then I went to, um, I was like, well, I don't want to, you know, get hired for one year somewhere. Then I would have to, you know, you know, I'm probably going to get settled there. I, don't, I, I just want to work somewhere for like another six months and then come back to Maryland and find a job there because it made a lot more money. And I lived in Maryland, so that would make more sense. Um, so I was like, okay, but maybe I can start my own thing. I'm like, all right, so I'm looking for other... So I'm starting... To, I'm looking for chiropractors, Iranian chiropractors. Like I'm Iranian myself. So I thought, oh, my people got me. So maybe I can contact some of them and say, hey, can I do like a percentage thing with you guys? And so nobody was really kind of talking to me. And one guy was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you can come to my office. I'll help you out. I was like, okay, cool. So I go to him. I was like, listen, I have no money. I have nothing. I, I want to work. I want to start something. And I'll give you a percentage. I was like, you know, what percentage is fair to you? And he was like, all right, 70, 30. I like uh, he keeps 30 and I keep 70. I was like, oh, that's perfect. That, I mean, that's really nice, actually. I was going to do a lot, you know. And he was like, you yeah, don't worry. My secretary, your secretary, my office, your office, my stuff, your office stuff. Just do your thing. I'll help you out. I was like, oh, my God, what a nice guy. Well, not so much. I go to, um, I start, he was like, okay, well, you have business cards? I was like, no. He was like, okay, well, let's make some business cards at Staples. And uh, I put my office, you know, put my office, I won't mention his office name. I put his office name on it. Put your name, put my name on the card. And I put the office phone number so that my secretaries would answer for you. I was like, okay, cool. That's not a problem. That sounds good. Um, so... But here's the problem. My idiot self didn't think about, hey, how does that make sense for you to put somebody else's phone number on, somebody else's office number on there, and all you're doing is advertising that? And I'm like, and I didn't think about it. I thought about, oh, that's nice. Oh, I get to have a secretary, you know, this and that. It kind of sounded really good at the time. So I'm starting advertising. I'm going everywhere. So... I'm trying to figure out what to do, right? Um, so I called one of my, somebody I knew, one of my old professors. I was like, hey, listen, what do I do here? They were like, okay, well, how much money you have? I said, I got $700. 
that's all I had. I had $700 in my pocket. And so they say, okay, take 50 bucks, go to Vistaprint and print out some business cards. I was like, okay, cool. So I'm business. And then he's like, are you going to go to every single store? So then I'm going to every single store, every single, like, you name it, restaurant, stuff like that. But the first part I did, I went into, uh, before I tell you this, here's what I'm going to tell you. Um, okay. I, I went to, first place I was going to go into, I went to this um, uh, this whole big um, town center kind of thing, okay? Shopping shopping center. The first place was like an Asian like nail, nail salon. I stand at the door. I'm about to go in and my heart just kind of pumps. I was like, oh, I, you know, I can't go in. So... I pick up my phone immediately and I act like I'm on the phone. So I'm standing by the door and I'm acting like I'm talking. And I'm to myself like, okay, you need to go in. Now my heart started pumping. This is getting real, right? This is getting real. I'm about to go inside. This is getting really. And I'm going to, let me put this down. This is getting real. And I got super scared. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to have to go to this thing. Um, coming down. Um. I'm starting to talk to myself. I said, Rezo, you got to go in. I'm like, the other side, I was like, what are you going to say? There's all these people going to just stare at you. What are you going to say? I was like, okay, just go and say you're, you know, what you are. I was like, okay. So I walk in there and say, hey, I'm a chiropractor. Everybody just staring at me. I was like, oh, all the women there, like the people that are working there, the people that are getting nails done. I'm like, okay, well, here's my card. Okay, thanks, bye. And I run out of there so fast. I got so scared. And so I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta figure this out. So I go to the next place. It wasn't as intimidating. There wasn't too many eyes looking at me. And then, then I go to a mattress places. And then, so I'm basically going over there and introducing myself. Hey, I'm a chiropractor. You know, I'm new to the area. Hey, what's up? What's up? So, and I'm starting to get some traction. I'm starting people asking some questions and so like that. Then I go to this medical doctor office. He happened to, I also graduated from VMI, my college. And so we hit it off. And I was like, yeah, this and this and that. He's like, okay, don't worry, Reza, I got you. Good guy. His name is Dr. Gardner Alexander. He's a super nice guy. And so I go, I was like, okay. So like a month passes by, I'm getting nobody, nothing. I'm making zero money. And I'm like, what is going on? So I called back Dr. Gardner. I said, Dr. Gardner, hey, man, you say you're going to send me a couple people? What's going on, my man? He's like, I've been sending you people. I was like, I haven't seen a single soul. He's like, okay, let me call one of them. He called one of them up, called me back and said, yeah, he came and he said he saw you. And I was like, what? And I said, okay, there must be a miscommunication. I was like, okay, I'll call you back. So I pick up the phone call. I, I pick up the call and I call the office where I'm working at. I say working because I haven't seen a single soul. And so I call them up. And I said, okay, um, hey, I like to make it. I changed my voice because I wanted to see what they're going to say. I changed my voice. I said, I'm going to, I like to make an appointment. They were like, um, sure, um, uh, Dr. Afzal, oh, hold on, we got to scratch that. Scratch that. Um, Dr. So and so is available today. You want to come? And they didn't mention my name at all. Okay. And I was like, I call the office that I'm working in and I put in a quote because I'm like, I, I don't, you know, I haven't seen a single soul. I call, I changed my voice. I was like, hey, I'd like to speak to, you know, I don't know what I said. I was like, I'd like to speak to, I'd like to make an appointment. And at that point, they're supposed to 
mention which doctor, me or the other guy. They don't mention. It was like, oh yeah, the other, you know, they they mentioned other doctors. Like, oh yeah, he's available. Blah, blah, blah. They didn't mention me at all. And I was like, oh my god. This whole time, I've been coming from Maryland all the way to Virginia, 40 minutes, I have no money, gas, you know, I'm spending a lot of money on gas, traffic, this and that, coming in the morning, leaving at night, no money at all, and I'm just, this, I'm just advertising this guy. Then I called my wife, I was like, hey, can you call? She's like, okay. So she calls, she literally was like, I'd like to make an appointment with Dr. Aftercar. And they said, no, he's not available, Dr. So-and-so, the other doctor said, he's available. I was like, oh my God. I remember that day, my throat fell down to my gut. And I was like, yo, I just lost everything I worked for past month and a half. And that was one of one of the most devastating times I remember, like, you know, as far as from a business aspect. So I I get myself together. I go the next day, I go to the doctor. And I said, listen, man, I don't think your secretaries are, are mentioning me when people are calling. And he got up, stood up on top in front of me, pounding on his ass. You think I am stealing patients from you? I was like, no, I said maybe they're not. They're doing a fantastic job. You don't know what you're doing. Nobody's calling, call, calling here asking for you. And I know people have. Because I was one of them and asked for me and my wife asked for me. And I was like, and this is not going to work out. So I leave. I just wanted to think about it. The next day I come back, I say, I can't do this. I give him the keys. I said, thanks. And I just leave. And I remember a month and a half, I spent money on cards, this and this and that. I pretty much just advertised this guy for free. And um, that, was, that was devastating. And I remember, I was like, what am I gonna do? So, what am I gonna do? I can't just give up. I still have a few more months. What am I gonna do? Go back and stay in the basement? Um, so I go to, I decide to go on Craigslist and I find um, a, a room in Springfield, Virginia. And this room was for $200 a month but I was sharing it with this tax guy. And the tax guy was like one big room and he was on one side, I was on this side. But he was actually engineering in the morning so he would just come at night after I leave to do like tax work. And so, and it was included, this and that. There's no waiting room, no nothing. So it was just a room. And all I had was my carpet table that my mom bought. And that's it, myself and some tools from school that I bought when I was in school. And that's it, like little scraping tools. And that's all I had. And so I go, I say, okay, so I go to the guy. I'm like, okay, I'd like to get this place. He's like, okay, 200 bucks. I said, all right. So I had at $700. Well, at that point, I had $650 in my pocket because I put 50 bucks towards cards that I had to throw away because it was the other guy's address and phone number. Um, I had $650. I had three months worth of rent, which two, four, six, and I have 50 bucks left over to make business cards. I was like, all right. So I go make new business cards. I change my office name. I get official name, Metropolitan Hedekin Spons, and I put it on a card. I put my own personal cell phone number as the office phone, which I still, you know, it's no longer my cell phone number, but I still use it to this day. And so, um, so I use that, and 
I start hitting the road. I'm going every single store, every single thing. Now I'm vicious. Like I'm like, I got to make this. I'm not going to let this take me down. I will make through this. I'm going to succeed. This is, there's no way this is going to take me down. And so I go to all these places. My first big break was at Staples. I go to Staples and I'm big on ergonomics. If anybody hasn't been to my office, I talk about everybody's, okay, where's your computer? Where's this? Where's your desk? Where's that? How are you sitting in front of a computer? Um, so I go to Staples. I see that they have a lot of ergonomic desks and chairs and stuff like that to, to for sale. So I go to the, the manager and I say, hey, um, I'm a chiropractor, this and this. Um, I'm big on ergonomics. I, I will help you sell your product, sell your desk and chairs, as long as you let me advertise myself. I will help you sell that. They were like, the, the lady was like, okay. So I said, all right. So I said, when should I come? She was like, all right, just come, you know, you know, tomorrow. I was like, okay. So I show up tomorrow. Then I asked, like, when is a high volume time? No, nothing. And I show up and... And I start standing there and like a few people come in and out. And I'm going to end it with this. Kind of leave you guys a little bit of cliffhanger. I'm going to end it with this. So few people come in and out. I was like, okay, nobody's really coming down to buy, you know, desk and chairs. I'm standing next to the desk. Okay. Now I'm starting to get desperate. And the hour rolls by. I'm starting to get desperate. I'm like, man, I came here. Nobody's coming to buy a desk and chair. Everybody looking pens and papers or computers and stuff. So I'm starting to walk around, and an hour and a half rolls by. I'm like, okay, this is getting crazy. I, I just wasted my time here. Two hours roll by. Now I'm starting to talk to myself. Now I'm starting to talk about, Reza, what are you doing? Like, you're a doctor. You know, back then, I was like, I just graduated. You're a doctor now. You just had a staple selling desks and chairs? You're just selling desks and chairs? Like, what are you doing? And... And so it's just getting worse. Two and a half hours rolled by. Three hours rolled by. I'm like, okay, I want to talk to the next person I see. And so this, this guy walks by. And I was so desperate. I was like, I got to talk to somebody. I cannot just walk out of this stables talking to nobody. So I gave him my card. I said, hey, I'm a chiropractor. And he said, oh, okay. He he grabbed the car. He's like, "Oh, okay." He's like, he looked at. Him, he was like, "Oh, that's cool. You're a chiropractor, huh?" I'm gonna go to see one tomorrow. I said, "No, you're gonna come see me tomorrow." And I don't know what got to me because as soon as I said that, I was like, "Whoa! How did I just say that to somebody?" I felt so embarrassed. He's just like looked at me. Was like, "Oh, okay." Uh. And if you want to know what he said, stay tuned for my next podcast. Subscribe to my channel. And this is a really good story because this was one of my biggest breaks.